Hello and welcome to another exciting episode of Matt and E, Matt and A. Today we'll be reviewing the film City of God. Woo! Divide, or, I don't know why I just said divided. Directed <laughs> by um, Fernando, this is a Portuguese name, or a Brazilian name, so I don't yeah. know how to say it. Yeah. <laughs> Mireles and Katia Lund. To, to pull back the curtain for a sec, um, we were originally planning on doing this earlier, um, but we switched times with this in training day because I thought this movie was going to be too heavy and I wanted to watch something lighter, <laughs> like training day. It's so dumb. I would say the opposite. I mean, this is a heavy right. movie. But That's like... why, like, um, so this is not like, you know, some kind of, it's not a comedy, obviously. Um but there is joy in this film where there was none in training day so yeah. i completely misjudge that yeah but yeah i guess a brief synopsis of this film without getting too much into the nitty-gritty because there are a lot of nitty-gritty details it's basically about this guy who's growing up in a slum in brazil called the city of god and um basically his brother is sort of affiliated with this crime gang and like there's other crime gangs that are sort of going around and he's, you know, it's a, I don't know, is it a, I don't know if you call it a crime movie or a coming of age movie, um, but it's I a little bit of both. It's, I, would I would say a little bit of both. Yeah, I would agree with that. It's more of a, like a crime action movie than a coming of age movie, but you know, there's certainly an aspect of him, you know, growing up and I guess the thing that really shocked me about at the end of the movie, which I don't think is a spoiler is that this is all based on true, a true story or true events. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Yeah, that definitely threw me for a loop as well. And I'm curious, actually, to see how true it is. Like, I mean, some things, like, uh, I was just, like, reading a little bit about it. And I guess, like, well, actually, I don't know how much I should say because... I don't want to also don't want to give spoilers, but yeah, there are things that happen that you're like, really? And so the thought that they were real is sort of like, okay, that sucks that this is real life for a lot of people. Um, so something that's worth noting about that I read about the acting in this film is that instead of trying to cast a bunch of child actors, they recruit or American child actors teaching them Portuguese. Or I don't know what the alternative would be. But they, they got a bunch of people from actually the Brazilian like slums to, to act in this movie. Like the children in this movie, it's sort of based on, you know, they're they're from this area or this type of environment. Yeah. Yeah. I guess I think like another yeah. important thing to note is that it takes place in like it starts in the sixties and goes like from the sixties, then jumps ahead to the seventies. And I think it ends in, like, the 80s, but it's not really clear. Um, But I think that was interesting, too, because when I first learned about this film, I thought it was set in modern day. Um, But it's kind of cool to see the... There's, like, a big difference in the way the favela looks and the things that happen in it. And favela is another word for um, Brazilian slum. Yeah, between the 1960s and 1970s. So and I mean it it's it's a period piece. Yeah. Like the the camera the film looks old like you know it's it's well done it's certainly well done in that aspect. 
Yeah, definitely. I would say, too, just going back to your idea that it's, like, a mix of coming of age and crime, I think because, like, the narrative follows different people. Like, the narrator is this main character named Rocket, is the, like, English translation of his name, um, or the subtitled translation of his name. But, um, right. This but, is enti- the movie is entirely in Portuguese with just English subtitles. Yeah. But um, so Rocket is the narrator, but we follow the stories of these different characters that he observes and encounters through his life in City of God. And it's interesting, like, I think that points it more in the direction of kind of like crime story because we are like looking at a lot of these different characters um, there were lots of times when I actually was like, oh, I kind of wish I could see more of our narrator, Rocket. But, you know, it was still very interesting to see these other, to kind of spin off into these other threads of narratives and then come back to Rocket later. Yeah, I mean, the other thing, which I don't know if this is representative of Brazil at all, or if this is, you know, just filmmaking or whatever, but like there's a bunch of children gangsters and the kids are like really young yeah like with the kids that like they'll hold up store i mean you know they're not the only criminals but like you know some kids will hold up stores and they look like i don't i don't know like 8 or 9 years old it's i don't know it yeah. it made the movie sadder and it also made it harder to suspend disbelief well, no, but that was the thing that at the end when I was like just like Googling and reading up, like that is real. Like there were oh, wow. like gangs that were made up of mostly children um, that were. That yeah, had and, and children, guns. it's not like, you know, teenagers, like no, like pre what looks like prepubescent yeah. kids. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it might have been, it's, you know, what. <laughs> The classic quote is what the the difference between um, truth and fiction is that the fiction needs to seem believable. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, it's it's very sad. Yeah. That this happened. Yeah. But I yeah. so I guess the the film that it sort of gets the closest comparison to me, which I'm sure is a film I reference all the time on this podcast, is Snatch. Yep. Where um. The characters aren't exactly larger than life because they're, you know, in life. But um, you sort of have these different characters and they have these different motivations. And there's they'll sort of tell you, like, stories behind the different characters and sort of switch between them. And the cutting, it's not as aggressive as, like, Guy Ritchie's cutting in Snatch. But, you know, it is pretty, like, quick cuts between, like, oh, like, this is how the story happened. And, you know, in yeah. order to tell this story, we go back in time and, you know, view all these different things. And that was cool. Um, and I like that. I think um, it was somewhat challenging to watch this film um, as you know someone who doesn't speak any Portuguese. I think one of the things that was that's really good in Snatch is like all these characters are very distinct and you know they're kind of over the top, but also you know they have all these different accents and like you know it's very easy for me to tell them apart mm-hmm. you know just by their voice or their their speech mannerisms. And there's sort of a level of removal when you're reading the subtitles. Yeah. Yeah. And I would agree with that. Definitely at the beginning, 
when when I first started watching it, I was like, what? Like there was, it felt like there was just a lot going on and a lot speaking and happening on screen. There's a lot of characters. Yeah, such that I was like, well, what? Like, I just couldn't keep it straight. And also the fact that, it, like, yeah. It's hard to remember which characters are important. Or not remember, but, like, you know, in the beginning, you have some characters which, you know, are given a lot of emphasis but turn out to not be very important later on. And it's kind of, yeah. I don't know, it's, it's, it's tough. Totally, totally, totally. Like, there's a character, Benny, who, like, becomes important in like the 70s but and he's present in the 60s but you're just like what i don't really see it and then it i i just completely agree it is tough but at the same time i think like once i at least as i was watching and i was being really i was getting really like disoriented by all the action and the speaking and like things i feel like once at a certain point that became less of an issue once i actually got to know like who are these characters and like what i think i think you well, once I more think, time it gets exactly. better yeah yeah i mean I, when i say it's tough like i mean this is not a this is not like a painful movie to sit through like you know it's lighthearted it's interesting um i just think you know something was lost in translation and you know that's obviously not any i guess it's, if anything it's our fault for not yeah. learning portuguese yeah um but you know I, I think if you speak portuguese you'll probably enjoy this movie more than than we did <laughs> which is not to say we didn't enjoy the movie yeah also too like i don't know i'd be curious if anybody listening to this speaks portuguese just because i don't know I mean, obviously, many people speak Portuguese. My boss at Northwestern is from Brazil. Right, right. Well, our our, our audience isn't many people. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. More people speak Portuguese than listen to this podcast. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I don't Um, know. But if we do have a Portuguese listener or a Portuguese-speaking listener, you know, I don't know. You might enjoy this movie a lot. Yeah. Even if you don't, you will enjoy it. But, you know, there's, I think there is something lost in translation. Hmm. Um, I guess the other major gripe I have about... I mean, that's not really a gripe. My, my main gripe with the movie is that it's it's kind of long. It's sort of like, you know, it, it's it, it's meant to feel long. It's not, you know, like the movie drags on and on a reasonable way. You're, you know, covering, I guess, two or three decades or something? Um, it, what, at least one full decade, yeah. Yeah, you're, you're covering a long amount of time, and so, you know, it's important to sort of you know let time pass and you know sort of let these characters change and stuff i guess from a from a pacing perspective you know some time needs to go down go by a little slower than other time yeah um but it, i don't know it kind of feel, feels like a long movie and there's sort of a lot of things it's not super focused i would say there's a lot of things that are going on um cuz you know it's it's a story about you know the city of god and how it evolved, how how the slum evolved over time, and you know, I think it captures that effectively. Um, it's just kind of long. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I think it's kind of inherent to what they're trying to do with the film. It's like they had to show. I mean, this it, amount of it's time. long I mean, in they... the same way Shawshank Redemption feels long. Yeah, where I mean, it feels long, but that's an artistic choice. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I think if they had, I think if it had veered more towards 
um, coming of age, it could have been done shorter. But I like what they did. Um, and I would say, yeah, it's not so much that it's long. It's what you said earlier, which is that it feels like the pacing is more weird weird in certain parts. Um, yeah. But overall, I mean, I just really enjoyed this film. Like, I was sort of, I don't know. I was sort of, like, tired when I started watching it. And I was like, I don't know if I'm going to enjoy this. Because, you know, like, the mood you start something in can sometimes dictate how you experience it. But yeah, I mean, there's, like, you know, the movie-watching experience is going to be highly dependent on how you go into the movie. Always. your level of enjoyment yeah absolutely. exactly yeah so and but then i was very quickly like engrossed by what was happening um and there are some really evil characters in this film i mean similar to training day where you're like actually no there's some characters in here for what no yeah similar to training day <laughs> where you're like where you're you, you like, can't decide I, whether or not you you like the police like a corrupt police officer more or less than you know murderers <laughs> yeah well i mean the corrupt police officer was also a murderer i guess basically like people the, are the, killed innocent I mean, people are killed in this film more so, than are killed in training day <laughs> yeah but obviously like it's implied that more like probably yes in this film more innocent people are killed but it's implied that the officer in training day also killed met probably many innocent people or like tortured at least many innocent people okay um yeah that's another discussion but yeah um it's interesting it this film um it's really it is heavy because there are some really just horrible characters that like do horrible things and also like not horrible characters but they end up doing horrible things and it's interesting to watch I think I as I was watching it I was kind of thinking like I wonder what this was before I saw the thing about how yeah this is like based off of real events I was sort of like I wonder how how representative this feels like I I'm always curious like representation like somebody who grew up in this favela at that time would they say like yeah this is this is accurate like this is really what was happening um and that's one thing but then it's also another thing about you know what narratives get to be told and what narratives don't like we obviously know from this narrative and from all the all the things that we hear about slums in every part of the world that there's going to be crime and violence and it's just interesting there's like nothing more than that in this film like there's not i i remember when i mean i i assume a lot of people remember when the uh the brazilian olympics were going on and sort of you know brazil was very sensitive to this image that people had of it especially with you know the whole ryan lochte thing um, yeah. for use of the for those of you who don't remember offhand you know ryan lochte basically um he he accused he said he was robbed at gunpoint um uh, at a convenience store i think what actually happened was you know he and his friends were really drunk and they basically broke some stuff in a convenience store and you know where had to pay for it 
but in a probably fairly aggressive way. Mm-hmm. But anyway, like, you know, there's a the whole discussion about, like, you know, this is really bad for Brazil's image. And I think, you know, that's sort of, I mean, a stereotype I've certainly heard about Brazil is sort of, you know, I, I mean, definitely, you know, it definitely seems like this, the major cities are fairly safe. But, you know, there seems like there's a lot of unsafe places in Brazil. Yeah. And I think, so that's that's what I mean in terms of, like, yeah, and I mean, this... films like this certainly don't help that reputation. Exactly. Now yeah. that, like, again, like, I don't know what Brazil is actually like compared to other places. It's just sort of, it seems to be, you know, stereotyped as this, which is, I don't know if it's, I, I kind of doubt it, or I don't know if it's accurate. No, I think, but... I, I think the thing is, and this is what people, I think most people would argue about, like, representation, right? Like, this story matters because it is true of like you know it's a representation of things that happen there but like if this is the only movie that people watch about a brazilian favela then like they're only gonna have this perception of brazilian favelas and people who live in brazilian favelas that they're all either like associated with their they either do the drugs that the gangs are selling or they're in the gangs and selling the drugs you know or they're like yeah, I mean, pretty much, I mean, we see, obviously, some people, tangentially, who get, who are, who do live in the favela, and are, like, implicated in this stuff, not because of choice, or because they're, they buy the drugs, but just because they have to live there because of economic issues. I mean, I think the, the bigger stereotype is just, like, you know, not that everyone's a drug taker or a drug dealer, but that, you know, there's a lot of crime that happens in Brazil. Exactly. And so you you have to, like, living there puts you at risk of being caught up in this dynamic that exists there. And I think it's, like, that's not untrue, obviously. And there are scenes in the film where we see that happen, where innocent people are kind of caught up in this thing. Even our main character is, for the most part, like, not that doesn't do that much stuff actually like in the film really um but like it's interesting i just think it's interesting like what other how it was like getting the rights like for this guy like to make this movie about some of the characters who are portrayed less than you know positively well i don't think these i don't think these um i don't think these are real people I think they're like just like composites of real people. Do you know what I mean? Or they're oh maybe I don't I, I don't know. Okay, so based off of just like what I've been searching about it, um, after seeing it was based off of true events, um, the person who wrote it. Uh, actually, I'm not. So it's based off a book, actually, but the directors, Fernando and Katya. They, before this film, did an earlier thing about Brazilian favelas that I think was a um, short film, maybe like a short documentary even. So they, so they had that kind of experience with that scene before they made the feature film. The person who wrote the book, I'm not sure if the book is written by somebody. Oh, a semi-autobiographical novel by Paulo Linz. 
I don't know. I mean, also, there's questions in my mind about... Or not in my mind. There, I don't know what the libel laws are like in Brazil. So, But yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I think that's something you always think about in biological... Oh, I mean, I think about in autobiographical films, like, what do the rights look like? Or Yeah, that's that's valid. I guess... I don't know. <laughs> yeah cool it's this is so interesting though okay so i like didn't know city of god when i first heard of this film i didn't realize that it was that was actually the name of the neighborhood i thought it was an allusion to something that would be said like during the film i thought this was going to be a really dramatic movie where it's (laughs) like we're living in this city of god but it's really really a city of hell yeah you know but it ends (laughs) up like you know i just imagined you know this this crime guy like on his knees crying in front of the, you know, the giant Jesus statue and what, where is yeah. that? It's like a Rio de Janeiro. Rio. Yeah. 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 Seeing this guy like crying in front of the statue in Rio. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I was imagining. No, this is like, you know, yeah. I don't know if I would say it's a fun movie, but it's, you know, more upbeat and you know, I wonder how moments when people are happy. Yes. Oh, definitely. But then oftentimes that is, um, that goes away that happiness is eroded it's fleeting it's fleeting yeah. there you go that's about that's everything in life <laughs> i'm just so curious um okay <laughs> i just guess what i just did i just went up to google maps it would take an hour to walk to the beach from city of god so there are some scenes that take place on the beach oh maybe I don't know. One of the, one of the weirdest things to me about, or like, in sort of the last thirty minutes of the movie, maybe, um, the main character starts jo- getting involved with this newspaper, mm-hmm. and um, like he talks to these these writers, and they're all like, "Oh, like nobody can get into the city of God because of all the crime." And he's like, "Oh, I live there." I don't know. <laughs> it's like, but why don't you move out at this point? I don't know. Because he doesn't have the money. He's like working as a paper delivery boy. I think. I I don't think that he could have moved out. I think, honestly, like, if you look at, I think nobody, except for maybe the people who run the the town, because they are the gang lords, um, slum lords, or no, gang lords, um, actually wants to live there because there's another character in the film named knockout ned and he like lives like a he's you know not involved in the gangs works as like a train person like taking tickets on the train and he was just like i'm just waiting to get a better job so i can move out of the city of god and so i really think it's just that you people who live there they cannot afford to live anywhere else which is true of many places yeah i actually thought it was really interesting the beginning when we see city of god in the 1960s it's like there's a lot of open space it's not it doesn't look pretty it's like all dust but there's open space and the houses are small but you know theoretically each family can have a house and it's explained to us that this these this housing i don't know 
stock was built by the government to get people out of the slums in the city and then like to you know transplant them to better situation in the suburbs and it just reminded me of like you know the united states government also tries to do things like this the city of chicago government tries to do stuff like this i don't know if you're familiar with cabrini green but like that was a housing project that was built with the intention of being like and it was initially in the beginning in like the 60s or maybe the, yeah like a, a nicer place to live um and yeah it never ends up that way and then it never ends up that way and i'm just like what the f you know what it's just like <laughs> i think it's a i mean it's it sounds like a good idea but the problem is if you concentrate a bunch of poverty in one area like yeah but that's not the problem what, is like i mean what? yeah it, it it's i think it's more complicated than that because the housing situation in cabrini green did not start as poverty you actually had to have like a certain income level to be able to afford to live there but it's just interesting i just watching that i was like wow what like it's weird that we got to it's weird it's just weird that we have these good intentions and they end up just being shit you know yeah <laughs> and thus ends another uh <laughs> another segment of arissa talks about <laughs> chicago history sorry y'all just trying to educate you i'm curious what city of god looks like today i'm gonna see if google maps can give me a i wonder if they have google if the google thing goes there the google car the yeah google car is the google car afraid to go into the city of god no i'm sure it drives through yeah so there's <laughs> images here of the city of god there's just graffiti people on motorbikes this doesn't look i mean i'm not saying that i would want to live you don't here, see any crimes saying. going on in the in the google images no it's totally fine someone's driving a car there's cars there's bikes interesting can i go into an alley no okay <laughs> sorry okay <laughs> okay what would you write this film okay who, what type of people should watch this movie oh okay um anybody who likes global cinema i think this is like a really valid or an invaluable entry into like global cinema right we don't see probably like a good like even like a starting movie for global cinema because it's like it's international and it definitely feel like you know it's obviously from brazil but it's not like you know bizarre like you know it definitely fits into a lot of american conventions for the most part yeah i mean if it were in english it would, it would feel like Americans made it. I don't, I don't know. I like, think so. Some of the kid actors, I don't. They don't do that as much in America. Like, that didn't really feel that American to me. But oh, having so many kids. I mean, it's very like, like it's it's close to American. I would say. I don't know if I would. I think you might think, oh, what's with this director? But you know, if someone told me if this was in English, I mean, even now, if you told me an American directed it, I would believe you. Or like you know. I guess even larger, just like a Westerner, like American or British person or someone directed it, I'd believe you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, same. Yeah, I think this is a good, probably, stepping stone into global cinema. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like, you know, a combination of a couple films. And I would say, you know, reasonably successful. So. Yeah, and if you if you like crime stuff, like if you enjoyed Training Day, you'd probably enjoy this as well 
Yeah. So what would you rate it? What? Um... I'd give it like maybe a four. Cool. Yeah, I think I'd give it a high three. High three, low four, maybe. Oh um, wow. Yeah, I mean I it's. Thought you'd, I thought you'd give it a little higher. Well, I think maybe. Okay, so I think it's a good film. I enjoyed it. Um, it was really intense at certain times. I think because I wouldn't, I don't know if I'd want to watch it again because it was very, I don't know. There were parts of it that were really sad and unfortunate. Um, I guess that's life, but. I, I could certainly be convinced to watch it again, but I mean, I, I wouldn't watch it to get again, you know? Yeah. I think also too, I mean, this is no surprise to our listeners, but like, I like films that have female characters that are more than just props <laughs> and like <laughs> this film did not have that <laughs> so i think that lowers it for me um yeah okay yeah. cool cool matinee matinee have a nice day hooray